0: this week the guys talk about the eight armed drug dealers replacing sacks with hugs and lj
1: goes against every instinct he has to try to sell kevin on the raiders Fitz
0: magic parlay killers tiger's big win and more this week on just press play Red blasters after me! <laughs> Pregnant ladies and little kids
2: better <laughs> get the hell out <laughs> of the way because I am <laughs> <a> running. <laughs> I'm just—I'm like
0: Forrest Gump, dude. I am running. So the Titanic was the biggest ship on the ocean, but that didn't mean it was unsinkable. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All
2: right. All right. I want you to use ombudsman. in a with I got one for you. What? My name is Kevin, the official podcast
1: <laughs> 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 You like Apple. All right, welcome back to another episode of the JPP. We got we got LJ back. LJ's back. What Pops up? is joining us as always. What's going on, guys?
2: What up, what up? Hey, not much. You know. What's up? With you. Hanging
1: out. Yeah. Man, it has been, it's been a wild Sunday. Uh, Tiger. Wins a tour championship for his first victory in o- oh, over 1,800 days or since 2013. And
2: still uh, getting, didn't get the final presentation at that. Did you see that? What do you mean? Justin uh, – is it Justin Leonard? Justin Rose. Justin Rose. Justin I didn't Rose. Get to, I,
1: I was watching football. I'll cop up. I was watching
2: football. Well, he won like the FedEx Cup. In the, I don't know exactly. I need to look. But I, I'm assuming that's kind of like winning the Winston Cup was in NASCAR. Yeah, You know, yeah, where he's, yeah. he's, he's he scored the-, the best over the whole PGA year. So uh, – Anyway, he won the final Hmm. prize, which was the FedEx Cup, which was actually bigger than that tournament. But God, what a win for for Tiger. And I don't know if y'all saw him walking up the 18 green. Oh, my gosh. I was about to mention it was insane. Oh, we'll have to put that on the website. It was Insane. I mean, he was, he said, I was trying not to get trampled, but I mean, it was, you should have seen everybody following him walking. It looked like dinner. he, and
1: at one point he was walking through, it looked like Tiger was going to have to part the Red Sea. There were so many people. It wow. and they pulled like an aerial view. I guess like a drone was up top. It was so cool. And it just shows you there's only a few athletes in my lifetime that can pull off just the, the amount of care by everybody in the whole world that Tiger can pull off. And it's just, it's wild. I I would be willing to bet I don't know what the ratings would be. Like the, the, the first round of games were really good and there was a lot of good matchups. But if you look at the second round of the NFL games and then who all turned over to Tiger Woods, I bet Tiger Woods and the PGA Tour was way up there. Because, I mean, Twitter, that's all Twitter was talking about. It was insane. So good it for was. Tiger. Man, that's
0: got to be why it's tough to win after a hiatus, too, because the amount of pressure that's on him to to finish up, like that's I mean, that'd be tough. Well, and I think but, you might have to correct me, but I'd want to say when they were giving him the,
2: they gave him like a putter or a a, a pitching wedge or something was the trophy, but they said for your 82nd, I think PGA win, and he hadn't won in a long time. So just think about that. How many? Yeah, I think this was 80 won. or
1: 82nd. It was it was right at around 80, and wow. so that's how many Jesus. he has, and he hasn't won in five years. I mean, that's <laughs> wow. insane.
2: Wow, that's ridiculous. Um, He's he's an, so he's insanely talented.
1: So and then in the in the NFL, uh, the Dolphins are three and and0 Patrick Mahomes is rewriting the record books. The Browns won a game. The Bills, I what I don't know that the, the Vikings Bills. just forgot they had a game. John Gruden <laughs> hasn't won a game in over a decade. Still, I mean, <laughs> it is just insane. And this is only week three. It's been a wild, wild. Just real quick. I want to get into like just kind of some rapid thoughts, uh, on the NFL, and I will say one thing: one of my favorite things to do when watching, I watch Red Zone Channel, and as as many people out there do. And one of the best things is like I love the little game I play inside of my head when they they pull up and Siciliano comes up, and there's some background music, and in the two seconds of knowing where the field position is, his tone of voice, and the background music behind it, trying to decide is this going to be a pick, a touchdown, yeah. a yeah, close that's touchdown? Fine. Like wh- okay. what's coming up? What's happening here? And like fun. one of them was Patrick Mahomes throwing it deep, and I was like. Ooh, another deep touchdown, and then it was, uh, he barely overthrew him. So it's just, yeah. it's a little game I like to play, but uh,
0: that's awesome. I,
1: real quick, what, Dad, what'd you take away? What was, what was something that you noticed on, uh, the game today. I think
2: one of the biggest surprises to me was Minnesota. I mean, I think I picked Minnesota last <laughs> week as a, they were who I thought they were a good, solid team, going to make the playoffs. Yeah, same. And then, well, and and I think both. we've
1: all collectively written off the Bills. It's like maybe they won't win a <laughs> single game. And then almost got I shut was, out.
2: Okay. I
0: didn't say anything about the
2: Bills, but they almost got shut um, out by the Bills. I mean, it was whatever, 30 or 27 to nothing until late in the game.
0: I know, Dad, me and you both have Kirk Cousins starting this week. So, uh, <laughs> (laughs)
2: Yeah. So,
1: you think Fonte (laughs) Davis... Is Fonte Davis, like, calling him back now? Like, maybe I retired one half too early. Like, maybe I should have stuck (laughs) around.
0: no kidding. (laughs) Maybe so, maybe so.
1: I'm telling you, that... Rest in peace to a ton of survivor pools. I mean, I bet that was like the yeah. hot survivor. Thank you for lobbying that yeah, up for me, Kevin. I, I, Do you true, know right.
2: who won the survivor pool in our league? D- did uh, you? You're looking at him, guys. I had <laughs> there so, we go. <laughs> so today, first the first week, many of them took uh, New Orleans over Tampa Bay, so they're out. So this week, because
1: they didn't realize that Fitz Magic, they didn't realize the Magic.
2: You know, where's Dijon? Jackson's clothes and it's so cool and then <laughs> so this week everybody took Minnesota over Buffalo reasonable except except the kid here the kid here took Kansas City over San Francisco and uh, the kid <laughs> the kid the <laughs> kid and so yeah
1: well so I was thinking about that game and uh, that was funny I'm not gonna sit here and act like I was you know betting on the bills to cover or or taking the bills at all that was just one of those games I was staying away from One, because the point spread was 16 and a half. It was in Minnesota. As as you mentioned, Dad, at least me and you, or at least I, have been writing off the bills and said they're just trash, awful, worst thing I've seen this year. But it's just that point spread was high. And I kind of thought maybe with this whole uh, Vontae Davis retiring and – at halftime, there's this whole like Bills, us against the world. And the Dolphins, I mean, and the Vikings have to be thinking, you know, they're still kind of let down that they've tied against the Packers. Yeah. And we'll just come in and get a win real quick. They have a big game coming up on Thursday against the Rams. Mm-hmm. So I could see them overlooking it, but they, they didn't overlook it. They just didn't show up. Right. Like Dad said, they-, they barely got a touchdown at the end of the game. Yeah, and I
2: must, that was rough. That was wild. The reason I-, I didn't pick them, Kevin, is because I thought I want to use Minnesota later. I kind of thought there were just some other get. You know how you do in a Survivor League? You- You get to use a team one time. So it wasn't like I saw this late. Well, that would be
1: that you would think that would be the game to choose. I understand why people went Vikings over Bills. But another another hugely disappointing game that the Jags, it chose it goes again to what we said before about the Jags Patriots last weekend. I think clearly that was their Super Bowl and they lost to the Titans today nine to six. Wow. When Gabbert started and got hurt, and they brought in Mariota, came back, and apparently he can't feel in three of his fingers on his throwing hand. I mean, it was it was a very very bad game compared to what you saw from the Jags last week. And I think clearly they just they put it all on the line last week and wow. just kind of walked through the motions. But it's just letdown games that had to, that killed some parlays. Those two games right there killed some teasers and parlays. That was that was bad betting games. Yeah.
2: What, uh, is it? Did I hear Jimmy G? Is Jimmy G out? Um, so I that I got game, hurt, that game in
1: general, that game was Fun
2: to watch. It
1: didn't it never kind of got close enough to where you wanted to, but just the schemes of watching guys run wide open. Andy Reid and Kyle Shanahan are just masterminds. It was crazy seeing these little tight end throwbacks. But yeah, late in the game, uh Jimmy G, and it wasn't one of these roughing the passer plays. Jimmy G was running out to the left and just well, I mean, it probably wasn't a different rough was there. You yeah. never
0: know. Those are always well. That's be.
1: the problem. So you well, we'll get into it in a minute, but you can't tackle the quarterback, and really you can't not tackle him either. because jimmy g got hurt because no one tackled him so you i don't know what we're gonna do with him but he he took a he took like a false step and his knee just kind of buckled a little bit and Mm. as of this Mm. is sunday afternoon sunday evening kyle shanahan is says the team fears that it's a torn acl we'll see on the team the mri monday so
0: and there's something wrong with the san francisco strength and conditioning coaches or something like well brady came back in the game but yeah but but, yeah that just
1: jimmy g getting hurt that there was so much excitement for the 49ers and, and Shanahan yeah. and Garoppolo yeah. and to lose them for the year, really. It, it's it's why we don't want to lose quarterbacks, but it is football. Guys are going to get hurt when they get tackled, and when they run, it just kind of happens. Yeah. But also, in that same game, it, this Pat Mahomes thing, I think it's a real deal. I don't think this is like a flash in the pan. This guy is break; he just broke the record for most touchdowns in his first three games of the regular season. The, the Chiefs are – I think they broke the record, or they're at least right up there with the record of most touchdowns by a team in the first three. What did he do today,
2: Kev? I didn't.
1: He's thrown to nine different receivers. What was I Think
0: three TDs touchdowns today, okay. or three, Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. I think he's up to twelve now. So that would be. Uh, I think he had four today, week, right? so he has thirteen. He
1: has okay, 13 okay, now. maybe
0: thirteen. But I mean, but just a
1: crazy but good game.
0: We're still, we're still calling it early. This is the Chiefs we're talking about. This is specifically the Chiefs thing. Is that they have these. You know, okay. four or five games. It's same as Fitz Magic. I mean, we'll see, but it's Andy Reid's calling Great games in this first part of the series or season, and then we'll see what happens later. But
1: well, so as far as like, if you want to try to say something, if you're saying let's go on, like, are they Super Bowl favorites or are they Super Bowl contenders? I, I will say that defense can't stop a nosebleed, and that, that no. eventually is going to come back to bite them. You can't keep just scoring forty every game. I don't think. But when you watch this team play, the way that they there's so so many weapons with Hunt and Hill, and then DeAnthony Thomas comes in, and then Kelsey and when they, they make each other better, plays. I think that's the great oh, yeah, thing about the Chiefs yeah. is
0: they're they're a swarm yeah. of ants. And so you try to triple cover Tyreek Hill and you've just left three weapons open. It's not like, you know, like the the Broncos have places you can you can target and take them out of the game. Uh, But the Chiefs, there's really no one thing you can take out of the game and feel comfortable from then on. You know, there's well, nothing.
1: they ran up. They ran a play today uh, just to what you're saying, and it was just showing that the, how hard it must be to guard them. They ran one where uh, Tyreek Hill ran across the play through the flats like he might be running like a little bubble screen, and Kareem Hunt did the same thing the other direction. And then Travis Kelsey basically just kind of turned around, and both, both they, the defense went sideline to sideline. And then Kelsey just turned around and got like a 20-yard gain on a little tight end middle screen. And those are throws where he doesn't have to, doesn't have to do much. He just tosses it five yards. And then if you ever blow a coverage, he will, as, as people know, I mean, he can launch it 70 yards from his knee. So if you if you miss coverage, then he made Mahomes did make one throw, L, that he was rolling yeah. out to his right. And he had already like made a guy missing the pocket, was rolling to his right and put a ball on oh, a rope for about three yards rope, in back in yeah. the in the corner of the end zone. It was one of those, hey, like, there's only I'm a not few saying guys the cat's in not the good. NFL can make the throw. Yeah,
0: I know. I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is that I think that they get overrated. He gets overrated. The Chiefs get overrated because every year, I think what they do is this This offense puts a lot of miles on your toes. And so by the time, you know, you start getting tired for the season, defenses are just coming together. And like But I it's just, not
1: one guy. He's done a touchdown to nine different players now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but that's those nine players are running... 30 yards every single play. I mean there's nobody that gets a play off in that offense or else it doesn't work. Like I think that that play, that type of playing is hard to Keep up for the rest of the season. We'll see. I it's fun to watch. I mean, it's terrible to watch as a Broncos fan, but it is really fun to watch, and I wouldn't mind seeing that team in a playoff game. Like that, just that looks horrifying. But it's just I I have a hard time seeing how that does something different than the Chiefs have done in the past. You know, Uh,
2: those are all fair statements. Absolutely, I hear you. Yeah.
1: And there, there was that that fun game. Dad kind of mentioned it a a second ago. I don't know if it was while we were recording earlier, but the the Saints Falcons game during the during the first round. That game Back was – Back and forth, fan- yeah. I, I think so- – since I've been watching football, uh, well, maybe not since I've been watching, but just since kind of the Breeze went to New Orleans and Matt Ryan's been at the Falcons, that has been not only is it a good rivalry because it just they play each other twice a year and those teams seem to not like each other, but they're pretty often they're they're both been really good for the past seven mm-hmm. plus yeah. years. And those games are just so fun to watch. And Matt Ryan and Drew Brees both were putting on a clinic. Yeah. I mean, they were they just couldn't be stopped. And I think what was the final score ended up being like 43 37. Or something in overtime,
2: something like it
1: yeah it was I mean that was wild and and dad I, dad picked Bree. I think he wants Breeze to be his quarterback if he can pick one just because Breeze is going to be a good hang <laughs> but that that little spin move he made he was dead oh, yeah. in the riots with yeah. two tacklers coming on and this isn't Cam Newton I mean this is Drew Breeze <laughs> and he gets this little spin move and scores to force overtime it was a, a piece of work it was beautiful
0: it was. Yeah. that's awesome
2: what did, did dad? Did you hear what he said after the game? Well, he said something about I. I what he said He kind of implied. I heard a little bit of it. Kevin, did he imply he had a flag football team? And he told them that he had a spin move, and they wouldn't believe him. Well, <laughs> he said now I it's okay. He implied.
1: He implied that he. He co- I think he was implying that he coaches a flag football team, maybe with like, like his kid. Okay. I mean, if he, I'm sure everyone remembers Drew Brees' kid with the headphones in sure. the Super Bowl, that was five five yeah. or six years ago. So he's probably about flag football age. And he said, man, I have a flag football team and I've been trying to tell them to use the spin move and yeah. no one wants to listen <laughs> to me. Was. So now I'm glad I finally <laughs> I have a spin move on tape. I can show them. I'm sure there's plenty of spin moves, Drew. You don't have to show that one, but it it was pretty sweet. I can't lie,
0: man. How cool would it be to be coached uh, like an eight year old flag football team being coached by Drew Brees? Like Uh, that would be. Well, you wouldn't
1: even. (laughs) Would you even know how cool it is? You wouldn't even. I don't think you could fathom. But one day you would. Hell, I'd go
2: (laughs)
0: play on the team. (laughs) One (laughs) day you would.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Are they they looking for a center? Because I played a little center back in the day.
1: Oh, man, I'm just picturing LJ playing
2: center for like a youth playing football team right now. Oh, my God, he was the only one who could do the shotgun. I mean, he was the only one of the, I mean, maybe the only center we could do the shotgun regularly. Plus, you know Drew Brees' flag football
0: team is going to need a shotgun yeah. center. So. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's for sure. <laughs> that's right. I'd sign, sign me up.
1: Sign me up. <laughs> So, also in that game, Drew Brees uh, broke the record. He he broke the most completions ever by a quarterback in the NFL. He is now number one. He passed. uh, I think he passed Peyton Manning. Uh, Or no, it was Favre. Favre is two. Manning's three. Brady's four. And Marino is five. you know we don't mention him with the goats, and it's probably because of the rings that that uh, Brady and Montana and some of the others have. But Breeze is so—I mean, yeah. So he
2: also—I mean, I think you're coming to to around. You're coming around, maybe, maybe. <laughs> okay. And these and things. Like well, a good that's hand. one of
0: the things I think we we like discount him a little bit because like he lost his job to Philip Rivers, and uh, he, you know that was such a weird thing. He lost where it due, it due like, to injury, take though. This. Now he lost it due to injury. Well, which. he also was not this good there. Like he was not this good in, in San well, Diego. Well, yeah, Drew
1: Brees and it's just like what Belichick and Brady have been. Peyton, I think Sean Payton's a great coach, but and I think Brees is a great quarterback. But the combination of the two yeah. is a piece of
0: art. They well, are, well and they've done a really good job at building an offense around him almost every year too, which is just so that—that's a consistency and leadership that you don't see on very many teams. Even the Patriots have a hard well, time building d- a team around Brady. They didn't—they
1: didn't really build a defense around him until <laughs> no. just here well, recently. No, it's all—it's
0: all offense for sure, but. <laughs>
2: Um, but now my recollection on that's a little different. I, I think Breeze hurt his rotator cuff or something. Had surgery. He did. Yeah. Somehow uh, the Chargers got Philip Rivers, who was, who was they drafted a, a real quarterback.
0: Yeah. Well, traded him with the Giants, and I think, and I but, think
2: Drew yeah, was Drew like. was a little bit later draft pick. I don't think he's maybe a second rounder. Maybe he was late first round. I don't remember. But out of Texas, he went to school in he, Texas. Yeah, but he went to Purdue. School. He 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 was yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, in college. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, he was a Texas guy. Uh, and when he came back with that, whatever, that shoulder issue, I think they were so scared of him. He. I think you were right. And, and Rivers was looking good. They put him up for trade. So I don't yeah. know that Rivers, uh, I mean, I, he, I guess technically he did well, beat him out, but there's there's a little yeah. more to the story. He took his job. It's like Paul Harvey said, well, there's a little yeah, but, more to the story on that.
0: So, but I But I remember thinking, I remember thinking back when that was all going down, that I thought that, that uh, Philip Rivers, uh, you know, I think he earned the job, but I hope that Drew Brees gets somewhere because I think he's got some potential. Right, like it wasn't, right. he was not this good though. Like he was so, like, yeah, he, he's know, even he was better. good. You're Unintended
1: right. consequences. Well, th- so Drew Brees is fascinating. One because you just look at Philip Rivers and Brees and the way that's really worked out really well. I, I know Philip I think that work well Bowl, for both teams. Yeah, yeah, they're both ended up with Hall of Fame careers probably when it's all said and I think, done. I think. So. Well, and
0: Philip Rivers is the best quarterback San Diego for the studio San Diego that there might there be was, in the NFL like
1: I, I don't want to get too too far side note there was a picture today on Twitter that was circulating around and it was Philip Rivers and it was like this guy is one of the best quarterbacks and has been for the past 10 years and this is how he throws the football and it was him like <laughs> yeah. looking like a lame duck I mean it was the funniest did, thing in the world
0: did but, you see so he was on uh he was on Dan Patrick is that he, yeah, they, they had asked him, him about his kids are
1: you talking about that they
0: said well they said how many kids have you got or uh and he's like nine i think and he's like are you are you done and he was like oh heck no because you know he he won't and curse he, um, and he
1: answered so but, fast too <laughs> oh heck no heck yeah, no Dan. yeah
0: and then uh and then also apparently his oldest son apparently just like genetically ended up with this throwing motion he tried to teach his son a better <laughs> throwing motion <laughs> but his son ended Poor up kid. with his
2: throwing motion. <laughs> yeah. it's not a thing about i <laughs> know it's
1: i know his struggle i know his struggle i was i throw like that uh Whoa! anyway uh okay. <laughs> oh, back that train up with the fire. <laughs> so, so on the <laughs> unintended consequences, though, just real quick. So, Breeze, when they decided they drafted Rivers, and they were they weren't going to buy into Breeze in his shoulder. So, Breeze was looking for a new job. He was this close. To go into Miami, Miami, yep. and the only, th- only, and and he was going to go with Mr. Saban when yep. Nick Sabin was there. So if Nick Saban would have got Drew Brees instead of who he ended up getting and paid just the same amount of money was Dante Culpepper. So wow. that didn't work out. The best thing Dante Culpepper did at the Dolphins was make a cool Madden commercial with him celebrating. <laughs> but if if Breeze would have went to uh, the Dolphins with Nick Saban, Nick Saban may still be at the Dolphins. Who knows what Alabama's doing? I mean, it just it changed everything. And instead, Nick Saban ended up flaming out at Miami, went back to – be the best college football coach maybe ever. ever yeah and and breeze went to sean payton match made in heaven as we talked about a second ago it's just as wild how that yeah. easily i mean he was like a second away he was really weighing between the two and he chose to go when to new orleans
0: was that around the time that sean payton was trying to pull tony romo to new uh, orleans too so yeah, then he, that could yeah. change that he franchise. Tried to, yeah
1: he tried to pull romo and then when he got breeze i'm, I'm telling you that would be yeah. one day Someone needs to, to The history of Drew Brees plugs. is
0: the history of the NFL.
1: Someone with some serious like <laughs> some serious connections and plugs needs to like rewrite that and just talk about how close Everything was the changing because I mean, you know. There's a lot of dominoes.
2: Interesting side note: wasn't Sean Payton a quarterback at I think Eastern Illinois or wherever Romo was? Where yeah. where
1: Romo and Jimmy Garoppolo yeah, and Mike Shanahan, Jimmy all G, went. Yeah, Jimmy that, G was there too? Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, there's actually it's wild. Wow, there's been some people go through. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. quarterback <laughs> you, yeah. Well, it really is. Know. So in a, in an interesting turn of events, now it, it's become the, the we who would have guessed it before the year, but it's now between Pat Mahomes. And Ryan Fitzpatrick in a dead heat for the NFL. I don't know if it's the NFL MVP or the NFL fantasy MVP, but these two are both just slinging the rock around. And it was interesting. I saw something, an argument arose on Twitter the other day, and it was about a stat got thrown out by someone that said, Ryan Fitzpatrick has, as of today, by the time people listen to this, he may have thrown five more on Monday night. But as of today... (laughs) Fitzpatrick has 16 more passing touchdowns in his career than Hall of Famer Troy Aikman in 44 wow. less starts. In 44 less starts. Wow! So just that statistically, you're like, wow, that is impressive. But so, and Troy Aikman actually saw it and quoted it and said, "Who cares?" and <laughs> And I, I don't know if Aikman was really like being salty or if he was just saying why is this even relevant why are you bringing me up like why are we comparing mm-hmm. but so the argument got started because Damian Woody who works with ESPN said in what universe does does the do these two quarterbacks even get mentioned in the same sentence and other ESPN NFL writers answered back and they were like in the same in the same universe where fantasy football has made people fantastically dumber about actual football than ever before and then people started ragging on about how how fantasy football has actually created the dumbest generation of fans. And I I would beg, its it, that's an interesting topic to me, and I wanted to kind of lob it out to y'all, because I think more people know more about the sport and statistically, but are we dumber, or not dumber, I don't know if that's the right word, but are we, do we look at stats more, just touchdowns? Ryan Fitzpatrick's no more touchdowns. What do y'all think? Is fantasy football made fans, the average fan, smarter or not about football? I'll throw it to you first, Dale.
0: Well, I think that, It makes the smart fans dumber and the dumb fans smarter. Like if you look at somebody that doesn't know anything about football and they start joining a fantasy football league. That's a really good way to learn like the importance of a wide receiver and what kind of role they have on the team. You know, what what a defense's goal is and like, you know, how random kickers are and you know, all these things that we NFL fans have always known. Uh whereas the the really smart fans, I think you get watered down. Like one of the things that I've lost is I used to be like a really good like insight into Denver Broncos uh information and now i just have like half the information but about every team in the league like i you know you lose a ton to try to pick up a little bit more general knowledge and i think that's one of the things that's happened with fantasy football is you lose like the you know knowing who the second string guard is if your your starting guard gets hurt or whatever um so you can know who the third string wide receiver is in miami or whatever you know what i mean yeah so so i think it does it does really bring down the level of intelligence in the uh, average to super fan, but it brings up everybody to that that is not super interested to a level that makes a big difference. So, Dad,
2: what 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 say you? Well, that, that's interesting. I, I probably was going a little different way on it. All right, um, go. Well, I think that yes, in some senses, it's made people smarter, but I, I do think it's in the in the vein that LJ's referring to. You know, you know who the second and third uh, wide receivers are. I mean, I can talk to people. I mean, Tammy will know. Uh, She's not a super football fan, certainly not NFL, but she knows certain receivers and quarterbacks. But then I think it's made – I guess my point was, it's. I think that and and another thing I'll put in with it is Madden. I think it's made people more uh, into what – Cover two is and what kind of defenses guys sure. are Madden running. made me a much smarter e- exactly. football fan and and I think a lot I love sitting around with my buddies and talking about uh, West Coast versus a cover two man versus a cover two uh, 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 not man would be a zone you know or or whatever yeah. and and you know Tammy asking yeah. me what was a nickel you know what was the nickel package on, on defense the other day so in that yeah. regard I do think it's begun to make people a little a little smarter harder uh, the does Tammy
0: her, play fantasy? She does not.
2: She will do Fanduel every now and then. She'll do a team on Fanduel okay. every so now. So She'll then. do okay. some
1: daily fantasy,
2: but but okay. actually, it's she hadn't done one yet this year, so it's not anything she does very often. Um, but she will keep up, and that. she's much more of a college football fan, and there's not much for us to cheer about in that vein either. <laughs> I think Auburn covered. You guys aren't big Spurs. UNT fans. Uh, or? Did UNT win? <laughs> I guess I'm going to keep up with them. Did they uh, win? You know uh, who didn't win?
1: You know who? We're
2: getting way off. Well, these uh, two
0: teams that didn't. Uh, win, know, but yeah. Colorado
2: State,
1: Colorado State lost to a Division two school, oh, and they God. beat Arkansas. Ow! Oh, <laughs> but God. but All that's. Right. But Ouch. we're not we're not going to talk about how bad Arkansas is. We're so, Dad. Where are you going with fantasy football? Where do you stand? Has fantasy football and how much it's evolved over the years? Has it made fans? Smarter fans, or
2: no? Well, I think yes. I think it has. If you just, if you go overall, I think LJ's point is pretty well taken. It's, it's uh, with the average fan and what it's done for them, and then the, 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 fan, the us, the fans that are us fantasy football made us dig more into it because you want to see how this receiver is going to react against this defense.
1: Right. Because I don't want to act like, by the way, I don't want none of us are acting like we're some savants when it comes to football. I think what we're we're trying to say is we're all fans of the game. And then fantasy football is just another way for us to nerd out. It's just another Exactly.
2: But But I think overall, yes, has it raised the awareness and if you're raising the awareness of a subject, are you raising people's knowledge of the subject? Yes. So I think overall, I'd have to say, yes, it has raised people's knowledge of football. That would be my take.
0: I, I think that that I think I think that you're right to a degree. But I want one, one thing that I have noticed is I feel like more people know more of the pretty positions than otherwise used to like used to. Um, it's not like you know, a guard or a defensive tackle was like the highest sold jersey by a team by any stretch. It's not like we're like, you know, quarterbacks were nothing back in the day. But um, now there's so much emphasis on knowing who Antonio Brown is and who uh, Patrick Mahomes is that like uh, it really doesn't matter who the rest of, you know, the 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 not face parts of the team have you know the the defensive tack like calias campbell is not a name in every household for no, sure you're right it's not even it's close the skill to
2: positions it. running back wide receiver i think
0: it's and i think it's so i think it's dumbed down the people that used to be into that kind of thing like it's kind well, of interesting though of a celebrity sort of culture yeah, in football okay
2: uh, interestingly
1: though to to counter that a little bit the 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 level of next gen stats if you will, of like what people look at now where now the average fan knows how many times Julio Jones is targeted. They know how many times he's targeted in the red zone. They know how many times he converts those red zone targets.
0: Well, and they the know, average oh, fan doesn't know that. They're not no, looking but, that but even they even can't, the, but.
1: but the average fan that now plays fantasy football has dug further into it and they start reading stuff. So I will say it kind of has made people smarter. But what I, I was really thinking about this the other day, and due to, due to fantasy football, I think more people are aware of things like, you know, Darrell Revis and Richard Sherman were uh, probably a few years ago were were really good corners, and you know, hey oh, Sherman, still a stud, by the way, way. Yeah, he is. Well, so if you go, but people realize if my receivers, I like get one point when Revis was on Revis Island doing his thing, you you yeah. realized, oh, if my guy, if my guy is going up against Revis, probably shouldn't start him because that guy's really good. So I think fantasy football has made people more aware of, oh, this guy's a really good football player, even if he doesn't get a ton of interceptions and a ton of picks. He gets, he's a good football player because no one will throw at him. And before, you wouldn't notice it unless Deion Sanders getting a pick six, maybe. But the problem. That doesn't necessarily mean people are smarter about football. That just means they realize, oh, my guy won't produce touchdowns because they don't understand why Revis or Sherman – not everybody. Fantasy football doesn't tell right. you why they're good at corner. It's because, oh, he's really good at flipping his hip or his agility or he, he can read the play. Like They just realize, oh, Sammy Watkins is going up against Revis. I shouldn't start Sammy Watkins this week. So I I, I think it makes you smarter to an extent, but there's still a level of football which I don't – I. I think the the what's helped me grasp the game better than anything. is like, that. I didn't think about it, but it's probably Madden learning coverage from Madden. But still, yeah, I'll be talking to to Lane sometimes, who coaches now, and he'll start really talking about what like probably him and his fellow coaches talk about when they watch the game. And there's just a different level of watching things where they're well, looking what, at. Yeah how people use their yeah. hands in the trenches. And that's why I really like watching. There's still something too, when you watch the NFL countdown or different shows where you like former players or coaches. And when they break down film, there's things they see or look for that, just the average fan, we don't look for. It. We look for the, yeah. the sexy stuff, like LJ saying touchdown catches. Well, and then
0: that's I guess what you were saying kind of kinda leads me to something I was gonna say a second ago, but then kinda got sidetracked. Is I think maybe one of the reasons that like Tammy is becoming uh really knowledgeable about football and, and asking really great questions that like a, a just real simple fan would never ask has more to do with the fact that she's watching it with people that she likes that are smart and you know, having that situation more than whether or not fantasy football exists. You know, I mean, I think that's maybe the best learning factor is being around people that are interested, excited and smart at the same time. So,
1: But it's clear. So it's clear that regardless of this, I think this is an interesting topic regardless, and we can maybe have it more later. But fantasy football has been good for the sport. It is created as uh, we just mentioned with Tammy and with other friends of mine and tons of people, just fantasy football brings in more fans. And so the game understands that. And what makes fantasy better? Scoring. So what are they doing? protecting we've got on this so much protecting the quarterback uh, and man, it's going to be the talk all week this week, man. I don't know what. So clearly I think Clay Matthews has some dirt on uh Roger Goodell. And he held it over Roger Goodell, and Roger Goodell's like, "Look here, buddy, you can't tackle a single player until you until you give me that that black whatever he's blackmailing him with." Because Clay Matthews again, two w- last week he tackled he he hit Russell or, uh, he hit Russell Westbrook. Where am I going? He hit Cousins,
0: <laughs> then took down KD after that. <laughs>
1: He hit Kirk Cousins and he kind of drove him into the ground and I get the rule and I even have it written down somewhere in here and I will get into it in a second, but this was he, something
0: I wanted to respond he to drugged, last week, by the way. Yeah.
1: And we've mentioned this multiple times and it's, there's no more national anthem controversy or catch controversy because the NFL is doing this crazy stuff where you can't touch a quarterback. Hey, Just
0: that's what it is. It's a false flag. I'm I think caught you caught something.
1: I think that's <laughs> what the NFL was like. Look, I'd rather him complain about this than complain about the anthem. And we haven't heard the yeah, anthem stuff heard at heard all. But, about yeah. It. yeah.
0: Hmm. I mean, I have a little bit, but I've gone out of my way. Um. <laughs> so
1: what? To, so this week, before I give it over to you, this week, last week with with Kirk Cousins, he as Kirk Cousins threw it, he kind of tackled him and drove him into the ground a little bit, and they created the rule kind of off the the sense of the Aaron Rodgers injury two years ago, where they or last year where they drove him into the ground and broke his collarbone. But this week, yeah. he sacked Alex Smith. When the game was still, it was not as close, but it was still in, like the game was close. And that's an automatic first down. He sacks Alex Smith. And I don't know. I mean, you're sacking a guy. You, you might land on him. It just kind of, I don't know if you know what tackling is, but it's kind of part of tackling. And they called him for another one, 15 yard penalty, automatic first down. And I just, I don't know what to do. What do you think? We haven't heard your thoughts on this. We've talked to a boo in the face. What do you think, El?
0: Well, I want to say uh, first, I think that I think it's a former cowboy, but some announcer. It's probably a former cowboy. <laughs> yeah,
1: the, the some announcer. Good
0: <laughs> <laughs> some announcer has taken sack out of their vocabulary and now calling it hugs them to the ground um, because you're not allowed to sack anymore. Um, I knew those. But what I wanted to say about it. <laughs> what I wanted to say about it mostly is that uh, uh, you you guys said last week, well, you know, it's not that one play that lost them the game. Um, And and I think, well, of course not. It's not one play. But I think this rule change is like really changing the way that you have to think while you're on defense. And to some degree, football is like every other sport where the more you're thinking about a game, the less you're actually like doing like, you know, golfing is not about getting lost in your head. And so I think one thing you can look at to see how big of a deal this is, is. Uh, uh, last week against Kirk Cousins, one of the Green Bay, I think, defensive linemen had him wrapped up, and then Kirk Cousins throws a little pump fake, and so the dude just lets him go. And then Kirk Cousins finishes the rollout and goes for a gain of a yard. And so these defensive linemen and, and defensive ends are afraid to tackle quarterbacks because it's a, it's a first down if you do. Even, you know, no, it's, it turns what was a great play into a mistake, and you, it's not even feeling consistent with what the rule call is. And, uh, so, I guess one of the things you guys said is like, it makes sense to protect the quarterback. We all want a safer game. That is something we're all going for, but I wish we protected all the players. Like we protect the quarterback. Like if we're going to do this, let's go flag football. Like, let's just do it all the way. You know, I, I don't want that, well, but like the game it just really feels like we're not,
1: these rules are given a lot more credibility. Like I always kind of the guy that goes, let's just make it flag football. I just kind of go, okay, you're being a little, you're over exaggerating, but the, the way they're calling these, like I, it wasn't even
0: the guy like you mentioned and I'm and I'm saying this like actually genuinely okay with making it flag football it would be a lesser it would not be a lot less fun for me to watch but like at least we're being consistent. My problem is that we're just treating the quarterback as if, like, well, if the quarterback gets hurt, nobody's going to tune in. Um, but I want to see a good defense play. I want to see, you know, I don't want to see yeah, a, like anybody Yeah, Ravens get hurt. defense back Protect in the day. Protect
1: them all. Those, those. It was fun yeah. to watch a good defense.
0: And but now a good defense can't exist because the the cornerbacks can't cover a wide receiver without getting a flag thrown on them, and a, a defensive end can't rush a passer without getting a flag thrown on them. So you can really only play defense on run plays, which is kind of a problem because they don't run very much anymore. So
2: well, I think here's here's the big difference though. Today, let me say this: the big difference today, the big difference this week on Clay Matthews' penalty is that he actually (laughs) sacked the guy. With the football still in his hand, if you can't tackle a guy with the football yeah, he in your, as they were going to the ground, it, once they kind of went, and he realized I got my sack done. I wrapped him up. He tried to do that. I, I've seen it one time. I want to watch it again. But my and and y'all heard me last week. I was like, and, and to what you said, L.J. Yes, it's it's instinctual, and they they have to change the instinct a little bit. I get that, and it's going it's going to be a little bit of a rough time while we're trying to do that. Clay Matthews sacked the quarterback with the football today, and they called a penalty on him. That that is and I'm kind of a proponent of trying to change these rules and and I'm backing off of that I'm like come on that is ridiculous I don't know what we need to do but that should not have been a penalty I saw it one time I'll see it again uh, I'm sure but that seemed wrong
1: well so the NFL doubled they doubled down on it once again after that play that the NFL operations twitter it's something that Kind of is ran by the refs, and they tweeted out that video and said, Once again, rule 12a.1, you know, whatever they do. And they said, If the defender lands with all or most of the defender's weight on the passer, it's a penalty. Which I mean, that's a tackle that I don't understand. What you like, Clay Matthews actually had a really good three minute little spiel at his locker after the game where he just was like, I don't know what I'm, I got my head across, I, I'm doing everything I've ever been taught. I played football for 20 years, and it's everything I've been taught and it's a penalty I just there's 21 on the field there's 21 guys that get to play football but the pass rusher he can't he can't quite do what you've always been able to do and I think LJ hit it on the head what it's just like what we talked about when you think about like once you're thinking about something and you're not just playing by instincts you're either gonna screw up or you're gonna get hurt because you're thinking you just gotta play with instincts and now if Clay Matthews is thinking I got a sack I got a sack but he starts thinking before he gets there I better make sure I hit him the right way that's when Romo's able to Hit him with a spin move, or Mahomes is able to hit him with a little juice, or
0: Kirk and, Cousins throws a pump fake and you give up on the play. Like that's it, it's just the, like these remember players when are they started to play football. They're they started to really
1: calling the the play, which I agree. When a guy goes out of bounds, you don't hit him. Like they started calling that penalty unnecessary roughness. But then mm. you remember, and if the offensive guys start to go, oh, I'm going to act like I'm giving myself myself up. And defenders would let up because they don't want to get the penalty, and then the offensive guy would turn it up or juke. Yeah, and, and you saw that cost people. And you're going to see. I think LJ, you just hit it on the head. You're going to see guys let up because what if Kirk Cousins releases it? Then that's 15 yard penalty. We're in the two minute warning. We're you just going to
0: see it in a playoff game. Is the problem? It's, it's going to decide ch- games because you're thinking too hard. I mean, I'm going to if the Broncos don't start winning, then I might <laughs> stop watching all that wow. much because you know. It's it's rough out there. Well, that, so and the Broncos might not start winning because they're all a that defensive. like the
2: the <laughs> damn uh, fair catch call in the Arkansas game. I mean, it, that was totally yeah. fair yeah. that if, if a guy, if a quarterback uses that method to not get hit. And I mean, I guess that's fair, but it ain't right. And they ought to throw the flag on the quarterback if he's doing, that. you know, I mean, let's I don't know yeah, how I, we got to fix this. It,
0: I saw. I did see an interesting solution on Reddit where it was like, let's have like a a five yard roughing the passer penalty and a 15 yard endangering the passer penalty or something like that. Um, and that seems interesting to me. I don't know exactly how it works, but but that does seem interesting to me. But like the way that they've got it now, if I'm a defensive lineman and I've got a clear lane to the quarterback, I'm probably going to take his head off because it's going to be a penalty almost no matter what I do. So I'm going to I'm going to earn it and I'm going to try to make sure that that quarterback thinks twice before he I know uh, that might be the unintended consequence. I know when we,
2: to- we might hurt him worse because you're right, LJ. If I'm going to get the penalty, I'm fixing to lay him out. So yeah.
1: Well there was something about back in the day what that was great is when you're a quarterback and what you start getting because it's part of the game. When you start because romo was a victim to it at times and you see it every now and then a quarterback who has gotten they're they're nervous about getting hit because it is part of the game and they're the the, the hits have take have, have gotten to them and they're just tired of it and they start taking off on throws or throwing it early or you rush that time up and by protecting them so much you're just putting i know we want points we want to save the offense it's what looks cool but at some point you're getting away from what football is and i I, I know when we mentioned the most that important. Six years ago. Yeah, I know we mentioned the most important positions in in the in the game, and that, uh, someone that came up is a pass rusher. And one guy, I don't know if if you've heard, but John Gruden with the Raiders just he he <laughs> okay, was this asked. This is something else I wanted he, to talk about. Today. I know it was, it, the, your Broncos lost, so yeah, I know you'd love to talk about how the Raiders just keep losing. So John Gruden was asked. He was asked earlier this week about his pass rushers or lack thereof. And he answered with this quote It's hard to find a great one. It's hard to find a good one. Hell, it's hard to find one, period, talking about a pass rusher. You had one and you let him walk out the door. You let him off the hook. I mean <laughs> what is it? is is this a joke by John Gruden at this point, or is he just purposely just is he ignorant or is he just joking with this like, yeah, I know I traded him. It's fine to keep asking the questions. I, th- I think here's the deal.
0: Here's the deal. All right, let me hear I'm it. gonna throw you for a curveball. Um, I think the Raiders are a good team, and I think that John Gruden might be the guy to take them there. Whoa because whoa. Yeah. I know. I hate it. It makes me very angry. But, like, all right, so here's the deal. Here's the deal. Khalil Mack wanted a lot of money. A lot. Right? Yeah. They're trying to build an entire team. They take Khalil Mack. They have to cut a wide receiver. You know, they take Khalil Mack. They have to cut a safety. Um, they but if they get some like middling talent, they've already got Bruce Irvin. You got you. You said that it was Khalil Mack and a bunch of other guys. Uh, last year. Yeah, that's absolutely not true. And and also, you guys were saying like, oh, well, who was, knew Khalil dude. Mack was as good? He was on this like he was. He's doing all this because now he's on a good defense. Well, let me read this stat to you. Khalil Mack has recorded a sack and a forced fumble in all three games this season. The last player to record a sack and a fumble in three straight games, Khalil Mack from 2016. He's been doing this for years. He's just hadn't been doing it in a major market. Like Khalil Mack is the real deal. And it's not like that defense was any worse than this defense. We're just looking at a team. No, This defense is better. His- He's at a
1: better defense.
0: No, I'm saying, well, no, I'm saying it's, it's not any better. I'm saying that this is the same because the, because the truth of the matter is the truth of the matter is, is Gruden knows he's got 10 years. He's trying to build a dynasty. He's not trying to win tomorrow. And, uh, the things that when I watched that Bronco game, they didn't lose that game because they couldn't get a pass rush. They couldn't get a pass rush because they were gassed because they could not keep up in that mile high air. And so they lost because they la- had a lack of focus and a lack of conditioning. And where does Gruden want to take it to? He wants to take it to back in the 80s and 90s football when it was all about it wasn't about flash, but it was about conditioning and it was about focus and it was about knowing your job Yeah, when you that's could hit what their Well, they couldn't because they were they were in bad condition. Like, look at go watch the highlights from that game from the second half. Watch how every player there just kind of falls over once the offensive line hits them. That's why the Broncos could just do anything they wanted in the second half of that game is because nobody could stay away.
1: So. Are you are you buying it? We'll get them. The, this isn't for, for yeah, today. but we might but talk would you be buying
0: into zero three, John Gruden? I might. Well, I might. It depends on how long the buy is. I'm not buying him to win the Super Bowl well, this it's year. Low.
1: You could buy low. <laughs> well, no, no. It
0: depends on how long the buy is. Like, are we talking like a five year oh, okay. buy? I might buy that. That. Well, that's a he won't. He's selling. That's a team that doesn't have to care about his job tomorrow.
2: He's selling a five year buy, and I'm telling you why. He's got two more years in Oakland, right? They didn't want to mark, mortgage the ranch on Khalil Mack. They want to get to Vegas. They're playing for Vegas right now. Yeah. Is what they're yeah. doing. They've got Derek Carr who's still going to be solid in two or three years. He'll be in his prime probably in about three yeah. years. They're playing and he wants he's got four first round draft picks. Does he overvalue first-round draft picks? I think, as you brought to our attention, LJ, I think he does. But I think Green thinks he's the best talent evaluator out there. He thinks he is. And so he's yeah. going to use well, those four I mean, first-round draft picks, and he's going to show up with a team in Vegas. I'm telling you, they're selling it right – they're selling out right now for two years So down.
1: he's planning on – they might lose for two years, but when they show up to Vegas, they're going to be like the Rams are right that's, now. They're going to be – And what's what the
0: think? thing we've talked about – We've talked about for years and the Browns are the funniest example of this is and and now they're kind of like turning into not the example cuz Hugh Jackson should be gone. Um but you know God. teams just kind of hold on to a, a a new coach for two, maybe 3 years and then say, "Oh, you didn't turn it around in no time at all. So, you're out of here." You know, like the the Rams are saying, "We don't or the Raiders are saying, "We don't care about the next 2 or 3 years. We don't care. We want a good team. We want a team that wins." And they might be building it. Gruden, Gruden's getting an opportunity to, if if he's as good of a coach as he thinks he is, which he probably isn't, but if he is, that's that's scary. I will
1: say there's a few things Gruden does offensively when I watch where he I know, I, I think he needs to catch up to times and I think he will. The more he watches the film, the more he, he digs into it. I think he, he'll he's figure not stuff out. He's still yeah. really smart offensively. I think he's still really smart, but I don't know. There's just things where I think he trusts too much in Gruden. Yeah, I think to be a good head coach, you got to learn. Like, look, what's made Belichick so good is he'll delegate and try, he'll he'll makes good hires yeah. and he'll delegate yeah. to yeah. others. Yeah. Same with Nick Saban. Same with all the great coaches. I think Gruden thinks. I think you're right. He goes, I got ten years to do this. I'm going to build this team up, but he's like, I, I, I am going to do this. No, you need to go get others around you because sometimes Gruden. But he's got be ten wrong. years to yeah, figure it out
0: too, though. He's got ten years to get those people around him. They're not getting rid of him for five. Did they just, just saying?
1: Just saying. You know, back in July, Gruden said, "If I fail, I won't take any of the Raiders' money." So far, he's winless in three games is he is he cashing those paychecks <laughs> i guess
0: should, the question is wait a, wait a second wait did he say it? i didn't know he said that so like he's oh, got yeah, he's gotta,
1: he kept getting berated about how he got a hundred million dollar contract he's like look here if i fail at the raiders i won't take that money so i'm what, gonna if win
0: here in in seven years he's got 70 million dollars in a bank account that he's been holding on to just to give it back to him if he needed no to.
1: that boy <laughs> that's what he said but that boy is going straight to the bank i don't care Part of me wonders if this is all like a a, a thing by him just to just stick it to the Raiders and he's like, y'all screwed me once and now y'all are about to get screwed for either. Y'all are going to pay me because I think oh, he'd become my money, he's my favorite like guaranteed. Then. Oh, I know you'd love him.
0: It is. No. Yeah. He's getting paid his money. He's getting paid his hundred thousand or hundred million, no matter what he does. So I, um,
2: I really do. I think he and Mark Davis got together and they said, look, don't worry about these next two years. I don't care. Yeah. Vegas. Well, you better, you're going to get someone plan. 10 years. And, 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 well, Khalil yeah. Mack, you know, but he he'll be he'd be 2930 at that age, you know. When they get to Vegas. Yeah, he's still got some years left, but I just I think they're counting on those four draft picks and and that's
0: Yeah, and they're dropping they're dropping all that money on him to to like instead they're gonna have this farm team where they can figure out who's the right guy and who's not on cheap contracts instead of, you know, winning for today and worrying about your job tomorrow. You
1: know, Um, interestingly the where y'all have gone with this is interesting because I was. I know I need to take a bit. shower. I I'm. I, gotta... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Ugh. I was the the Ugh. little bit of stock that I may have had in the Raiders. I was trying to sell every bit of it. And if you're Mark, if you're smart, if you're Mark Davis and you're a smart man, which I've never since I've been a football fan, I've never accused one of the Davis men of being smart. But if if he is smart <laughs> and you're going to hire John Gruden to a ten year, one hundred million dollar contract, then you better say, look here. I'm in it for the long run. If we lose this year, if we lose next year, if we lose the year after that, that's fine. But we will win. I I see a long-term vision. And... Gruden is making moves. Like dad said, the moves he's making is like, we'll be good. I promise you we'll get there. It might not be now, but we'll get there. Well,
0: and, and you know who thinks long-term it's the, it's the Patriots. It's the San Antonio Spurs. It's like, there, there are very few teams that think this way because they're very, too, very few that get the opportunity. And so I think what we're about to see is if a team that doesn't organically get to that level that they can think in that way, uh, can turn that into something, you know, like it, Man, if I this can't. is a good strategy or if this is, just something that works because the teams that get there. Now are I'm great. excited.
1: Now I'm excited for buy and sell later later this week and and all that. I want to know. I don't think I'll be able buy, to say is it out someone loud. Someone buy I don't the think Raiders. I'll be able to say it out loud.
0: I don't think I'll be all able right. to.
1: We've had we've had a ton of football talk going, but I kind
0: of Wait, can I take, have one more football thing? Oh, of course, yeah. Well, I want to say that uh, last week. Uh, I, I'm sorry, I called him Skip Bayless. Uh, that was a little <laughs> much. But, but our resident Uncle Tony, he said uh, Ben Ben Uncle still Tone. got it. He said, "Ben still got to go look at uh, the Smith Schuster highlights. And that's kind of like saying, no, lottery tickets are worth it because look at how many people have won on them. Like, you're just looking at the best throws that he made. (laughs) If you go look at Ben Roethlisberger's uh, uh, game, he overthrew every deep ball and most of his passes were to to somebody who just ran a quick bubble screen and then they go get seven yards after the catch. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger did not look good that game. He just threw it 70 times.
1: Dad, we have to give the people what they want. They want LJ and Uncle Tone together. We
2: got to get them on the game.
0: Smackdown. <laughs> we Gage need to have a match. boxing match. You see, like YouTube's doing that now. Their stars are like boxing. Me and Tony need to just have oh, like yeah. a boxing match. <laughs> Nello Triple G. I mean, <laughs> anyway, that's all I got for football. He's just he doesn't have it anymore.
1: <laughs> well, and I have well, I have a question before we leave. We'll get on a real quick question, but let's take a, a, a hard turn and. It's it's a new it's a new topic. I don't know how many times we might do it one time, and this might be the last. But <laughs> I kind of want to do a, a, a new segment where it's just uh they did a study on what, and <laughs> I read it. Maybe LJ, it sounds like you might be able to explain this better. But apparently, some researchers found that, they, that, that, that there's some there's some the, the octopus brain is. I don't know the plural version of it's, it. We'll it's, get to that. Maybe y'all just, can
0: teach. It. That's –
1: well, well I think you mentioned in an email it was octopi. Right. No, you
0: said you said something very different than that. You said something. If you look at it, but it, it might not be safe for hair. It's okay. what you wrote down. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not suitable for okay. work, guys. <laughs> but so. So the the octopus's brain is a very, it's very intellectual and they've been known to open jars and catch fish and even high five each other underwater. So humans were very intrigued by their brain. Yeah. So, So they wanted to learn about their brain. So what they did was they gave dolphins molly or MDMA or ecstasy. They gave them some X. And the way they did this was they put like a, they they put it into the water to where it would like go into their as they were breathing, they would they would breathe in and this ecstasy would go into them and they want to see how they would act. I don't understand this I was gonna say this could be cruel to the animals. Maybe this is being very kind to the animals. I don't know. It depends on how you you know, I don't I, know. Yeah. But what the hell? <laughs> we're giving ecstasy to octopuses? <laughs> well, I still don't know if I'm saying that right. You are.
2: Yeah, and you're right. No, I did check possibly. the word yeah. I put. We we can't. It's not safe. not right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that way, but it's not safe. Um. Um, oh man, uh, one big room.
0: Now, I will say, anyway. I, I do think that there's some cruelty there. I mean, legitimately, I don't. I don't think that's a smart thing to start giving. But like animals do drugs. Did you know that that reindeer eat uh, uh, magic mushrooms?
1: No, I did not. Yeah.
0: And, and moose, they, uh, they eat, uh, uh, fermented apples. So they get drunk. Moose, moose love getting drunk. Um, so animals do like to imbibe in their own.
1: So moose, um, (laughs) when a moose finds a fermented apple, it's the same way as me getting like a fifth of crown or like, Ooh, look at this apple. I got me a good one.
0: I mean, I think they've got to find a bunch of them. Them finding a fermented apple is kind of like you finding an already open beer in the back (laughs) of your fridge or something, but like,
1: Uh, there's been a, there's been a night where he's there. never mind. We'll, yeah, just, we'll yeah. just
0: go on. <laughs> but usually those those trees will have a lot of apples that have fallen and <laughs> sat there for a while. But anyway, um, yeah, I mean, but there is like something to be said like that is these drugs do things to your brain and open them up in ways that like. Uh, you know, just uh, just a normal dolphin brain wouldn't be able to. And so it can kind of like open up pathways for us to be able to see, like, does this work like it does on a human brain? And like, does this lead to this? And, and it can be super informational.
1: Well, it's interesting. But, so they actually found that they share like there's a lot of similarities between us and octopuses because they reacted the same way that humans react to ecstasy. And they were like hugging yeah. each other. And then even they were fascinated by random, like before they had anything, they weren't fascinated by this random toy in their tank. But then when they got the ecstasy, they were like just fascinated by different stuff. And yeah, I I personally, I don't, I won't ask y'all, but personally, I don't know what it would be like, but from (laughs) what I've seen in movies and and, and other things, it sounds like these dolphins were trippy and they were just like hugging on the tank and doing all these fun things. And I, I guess it is helpful to know that they react to him, but I don't understand how. I, well, how can we use that to our benefit besides just knowing? Oh, well, that's neat.
0: Well, I mean, that's kind of a tough question because it 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 kind of most research opens us up to the next step. Um, and so it's not like you know what the point of this research is until you've tested a. You, you, the way science works is you come up with a hypothesis. You say dolphins' brains work like ours, and then how can we test that? You find a way to test it, and then you see if your testing confirmed or retracted what you said and then that just adds to the wealth of knowledge that humans have and then once you add that next to you know maybe something about muscle brains or clam brains then you can maybe find something else about like the connection that the world has or who knows that's that's a good point it's all about collecting. to be
2: fair there has been studies that have been made that suggest that psychoactive as you call them psychoactive drugs is that what psychoactive drugs can actually be therapeutic in some uses you know, not just go out and get high necessarily, but there are some beneficial right, uses right. to psychoactive
1: not drugs. Just, so not just go to the and club t- and, and drop in. No, mean like,
0: but <laughs> well, it depends. Is your psychiatrist at the club? You know, maybe but, but it's prescribed.
2: Are, but but seriously, <laughs> now there are there have been studies made that that yes, that no, helps you're absolutely right with issues that they have mental issues. PTSD, I think, is yeah, a big PTSD. one. So gets helped. With- well, that's.
1: Okay. Actually, I'm wrong. Yeah. I read, I I remember from that article and now that you said it, it's going to be a way for them to, uh, the authors think that octopuses present a promising model for studying MDMA's effect on the human brain and treating PTSD. And better understanding how the brain evolved to conjure social behavior, so there is a way that they can find a way to to correlate this to help humans. It just seems odd that you're just going to throw some X in <laughs> in a tank with some octopuses in, and make and them make add, them trip at a disco and maybe ball it's and the see best what night, Maybe it's the best night of. And there is, I we'll throw out. There's like a big. They have to uh, like wean these. They they they'd make sure that these these uh, octopuses aren't addicted to anything yeah. before they put them back out in the wild. So they're they're very safe about it. It just blew my mind when I read that there's a study of giving ecstasy to yeah. octopuses. I was like, huh? Yeah. I thought it was like a uh, like an article from the Onion. No.
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the onion i haven't read that in a long um, time there's some interesting stuff in the onion
0: <laughs> there's a good subreddit called uh ate the onion and it's all about people that have fallen for onion articles on like social media and stuff it's pretty funny uh-huh. but uh um and and so on the plural of octa octa pie pods octa- <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> what what did what did that type or we're not I think actually what? We're not that was a that. character
0: in a james bond movie i think wasn't it yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. So I mean, what, that doesn't necessarily mean it's that doesn't. Well, I mean, go ahead. Um, but you know, <laughs> there are a lot of things that are in older movies that you shouldn't necessarily say on our our not always family friendly podcast. Well, and I think um, I think I'm
2: in it as octopi. Is what I think I'm in. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so um, anyway, but so my understanding is that we assumed that it's uh, it has kind of an S ending, and so oftentimes, like cactus, you'll make that cacti. Mm -hmm. um but then some grammarian was like wait a second no octopus is a greek word so it really should end with a greek plural which, which is ode so it's octopode um but then when you actually look at the rules of grammar in english when we borrow a word then we decide the rules are whatever we want them to be so Octopus is, is exactly as uh, realistic as any other plural that you can come up with. Nobody's wrong is the the true answer. Mm, okay,
1: and there, there you, you go. go. <laughs> you probably didn't. <clears throat> you probably didn't open up this pod thinking you'd learn how to say octopus in plural, but <laughs> you now know. <laughs> Here we are. Boom. Well, let's transition on to how we normally end. The, we, and we normally end by talking about what we're listening to. I just want to say that there is no way that any of us can top what which. There's a lot of things that LeBron James does that we will never top. But the other night on his Instagram story, he put out where he was at, and he was at this private concert where no, apparently no one was allowed to have their phone. I guess LeBron was though because he was posting Instagram stories. But he shared a stage. I mean, try with telling
0: LeBron put down his phone. I'm not going to listen to
1: this. Listen to who was sharing the stage with LeBron James. Dave Chappelle, John Mayer, and Will Smith made an appearance, and they all like took turns wow. just having their own their own chance at the mic. Wow! What I would give. To be a fly that's on that a wall party. just to hear. Oh, man. Oh, I haven't heard anything. Well, it blew my mind because I thought I saw a picture of LeBron and John Mayer and I thought eh, that's probably not right. And then wow. later it was like with two LeBron said with two legends, Chappelle and Mayer. And I was like, Oh my God, that that's is crazy. awesome. That is why my man went to LA. It wasn't for basketball. Wow. It was to go yeah. make Space Jam two and to go on concerts with Dave Chappelle and John Mayer, yeah. at a random bar on a Saturday night, because that's what happens in LA.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Can't can't blame him.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I can't I can't be I, I as Dad used to say, I ain't mad at you. I have no <laughs> love, love for you. Man. Do your thing. Boy. He's living
0: his best life. <laughs> and getting paid millions to do it i mean go for it
1: but so to go on to what we're listening to i'll, I'll go ahead and start off and i i kind of have two i only have one really but then one creeped up uh friday night friday morning while i was at work and i just gotta throw it on there another another tiny desk concert came out and it was my boy hobo johnson and the love oh Nakers. no yes <laughs> oh, like, no. i was just like. I was like, I haven't looked at a Tiny Desk concert in a while, so I just typed it on YouTube, and that was the newest one. I was like, Oh snap!
0: Oh god!
1: And my boy was on there, and it was good. It was really good. I would suggest anyone to go listen to it. We'll put it on the show notes.
0: Did he had? Did I he just, do orange scone?
1: Yeah, they oh. gave him some orange scones. They like actually presented him <laughs> <them> with some. <laughs> but what I've been listening to, and I, I'm late. I'm gonna go ahead and I've seen a couple people tweet about it, and I was like, Oh, I'll get to it. I get to it. I finally got to it. No name put out a new album room 25 man yeah shout out the reason the reason i've so i've seen it by a couple people but the reason i went and listened to it. shout out to my boy hank aka the truth he he was he was tweeting yeah. about it and i was like all right all right let me go check this out because i know the man my boy you hear hank at the top and bottom of the him. show so i yeah. had to go check out i had to go check out no name and i'm telling you i've listened to that album probably three times in the past week no name really great. good album apparently no name gypsy it, it, i don't I don't know if this gets left in or not, but I just found out that she has a tiny desk concert. So I know what I'm doing as yes. soon as we get off the recording.
0: It's good. As I'm about to Very go listen good. to that. Yeah. Uh
1: but No Name, I've been listening to No Name. I just love her. Ever since yeah. ever since that uh sparring thing she did with uh Chance, that Israel song, I've been all about her. She's cool. Her album's good. But that that's what yeah. I've been on. So LJ, what what have you been on?
0: Uh okay, so this is for a show. It's actually the curtain call, one of the shows I'm doing. Uh Honeybody by Kishibashi. Like you guys, I'm serious, both need to listen to this song. It is an. it just is it's a it, it's a smile. It is the audio version of a smile. Oh. Hmm.
1: Well, that's awesome.
0: So check it out. Um, So yeah, that's what I'm listening to. But
1: okay, so now uh, let me let me fix what I said a second ago. When I get done, as soon as we get done recording, I have two things I have to listen to now (laughs) because it's already pulled up. Both both are pulled up on separate tabs here. Dad, it's been it's been kind of. I know you've been dealing with the same weather I have. It's been gloomy and nasty. Have you got any chance to listen to music or? No, it's not music, but I I will
2: share a podcast that I listen to that I really like, and it's
0: Malcolm Gladwell. No.
2: No, no. He, unfortunately, he hadn't come out with the fourth season of Revisionist History yet. I'm waiting with bated breath. <laughs> trust threat. me. I will know.
1: Trust me, listeners. When he does, you,
2: you will, will know. Dad will know. make that known. But but no, I listened. To, and I know uh, Kevin likes him. We kind of texted a little bit. And LJ, I think you liked him. But so Bill Simmons did one with Steve Nash. and. Okay.
1: I think I think BS needs to promote us. We we give him a plug. Well, every I now. want to tell you, he's just
2: Steve good. Nash is one of my favorite players of all time. I just really I loved his game. I, I like the way he would always listen to a question and answer it honestly. He didn't give you cliche bullshit answers. He was just I, I like him a lot. And he and Simmons had a really good yeah. podcast uh, about some things. You could hear the the appreciation he had for Steve Kerr and pops uh, Popovich. And I just I think Kevin brought up and how, the game and just the, and game. the game in general. I mean, what it would be like yeah. to, to sit around with Popovich and Steve Kerr and Steve Nash and, and maybe even throw Bill Simmons in there, you know, and, and us. Yeah. Oh God, that would be so much fun. So uh, anyway, Bill Simmons has a has a good uh, good podcast. He happened to have Steve Nash on there, and it was really good. So
0: I'll say I think Steve Nash is like widely loved, widely respected, and still somehow underrated. Like just you know, I think, I think you're I think you're right.
1: I think you're right. Some he got two MVPs, which is still it surprising me to know that he's he's won two MVPs. Yeah. But I think he is a little underrated. People forget, like he was and I know if my boy if my and boy Davis is still <laughs> Yeah, if my boy Davis is still listening right now, then he is just—he's agreeing, he's nodding his head. But Nash was amazing, and he and Mike and Mike D'Antoni changed the way the basketballs played. They started where we're at today. That's right. And Nash yeah. really, Nash—I yeah. I don't really know what he averaged, probably twenty and eleven or twenty and twelve. He could have averaged thirty. If he would—he was amazing. And he talks yeah. about it how it was so hard for him to shoot. As Dad said, that pod's up there. I know. A couple of pods ago, Dad talked about how he wants his quarterback to be someone he wants to go have a beer with. Well, if you want your point guard to be the same way, then Steve Nash is your boy. I would love to go boy. sit down with, with Steve Nash. Yeah.
0: I, well, I, I'd like to go to LeBron's parties, though. I don't <laughs> well, know. They'd be pretty fun, too. <laughs> True. True. True that.
1: I'm going to ask Steve Nash if we can go hang out, and then after we get done, can we try to, like, can he get us in to LeBron's party? Because <laughs> I bet LeBron's a little younger. Maybe he starts the party a little after, you know, well, the after party. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> All right. So... We're gonna wrap it up. I wanted to do something we've not done this before, but so this pod we're recording this Sunday night, and this pod comes out it'll it'll be out on Tuesday morning. So I want to do Tuesday morning's headline today. So after the Monday night football game between Pittsburgh and Tampa Bay, I want to, I want to get a a headline from you guys. What what are we going to be talking about? LJ, do you have anything?
0: Uh, it'll be. Uh... It'll be on the cover of what's what's a Pittsburgh newspaper. It's going to be like uh, Pittsburgh Times Ben Roethlisberger, something. 70 years old, question mark. And that'll be the headline. <laughs> so, yeah, he's, so he's done. We'll find out gonna, after Monday. He
1: is not going to make him. Are, are you saying that Roethlisberger is going to suck it up on Monday night and, and you'll yep. be vindicated?
0: Yep. Yep. That's what I'm saying. Let's see what happens. Interesting. I'm, so, I'm bold.
2: <laughs> so I was going to go. The, well, Dad, I'll let you go. Do you have one or do you want me to go? Well, no, I, I mean, I'll say I think it's going to be an ode to the old heart song. They're going to go The Magic Man. Fitz Magic is going to have another good night game tomorrow night, and it's going to be The Magic Man uh, ha- made it happen again. That's that's what I think. What a song.
0: Our, our luck, it'll be uh, Le'Veon Bell traded to Buccaneers before the game. Biggest surprise <laughs> ever heck? or something like so that. So the
1: headline, if <laughs> they, are, they are fielding trade offers now. If Le'Veon Bell gets traded, regardless of that game, and that's the headline. But (laughs) I'll go, I think I'm going to go with, and I know Uncle Tone's going to like this when he hears it, but I think some, I don't know why, but this weird locker room and Mike Tomlin, I think they kind of like work the best when all this weird adversity and shit's just crazy. I think, they put on a show. The defense finally shows up for the first time in forever, and Fitzpatrick or FitzMagic becomes Fitzpatrick again. And mm-hmm. Realize he's a Harvard grad and not Conor McGregor. And I think, I, I think I, that's what I'm going to go. I'm going to go on a limb and say the Steelers crush the Buccaneers, right, and FitzMagic we'll does not look good. So we're all on different boats here. I think it'll be fun. It'll be fun to come back on Tuesday and eat yeah. whatever curl we have to eat. Someone's so. going to have
0: to, yeah. Uh. Maybe a drone blocks blocks a field goal. That'd be a uh, perfect for Pittsburgh. <laughs>
1: well, and, and Mike Tomlin or Omar Epps or Mike Tomlin, whichever one he is, he'll, he'll Which whichever try. one's coaching the so. Steelers,
0: yeah. <laughs> but it'll turn out to be a Steelers player that's flying the drone because you know that's why it was outside of campus. It's just Le'Veon
1: Bell, and then he's straight to <laughs> Tampa the, the next day. Oh. <laughs>
0: He's got a little, no, what he's got is he's got a little toy, uh, uh, Antonio Brown. So he keeps practicing bringing it to training camp and dropping it off with the drone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're getting into the weeds. Right, I don't yeah. know what to say. All right, anymore. guys.
1: This, that's it for the, the Just Press Play pod. Uh, just subscribe, download. You can hit us up on uh, Twitter or Facebook. Just type in Just Press Play and we'll pop up. And uh, that's it for me, guys. Y'all got anything else? I'm done. I'm good. All right. All right. Peace, peace out. Peace out. about this terrible recording. God, record.
2: Kevin, why do we pay him, uh, LJ? Oh, oh, we don't. That's right. I didn't <laughs> know she
0: had a. T- we don't. We she don't. has a. She has a tiny desk concert too. What? See, now we're just at Kevin's browsing the internet, and that's a part of the podcast yeah. here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna so, leave so this in so the audience can know the bullshit that we put thank up you. with oh, every week. Oh, we, every we, day. Day. We, we always day. put in some of Dad's like tech issues, but here's Kevin's issues. <laughs>